0: MaxMuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques. Building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation. Putting your mind at ease. Harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques. Here's your host,
1: Brian Cunningham. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we strive to build strength and power from mind, body, and spirit. Wanna welcome my producer, Jeff, on the line with me here. What's up, Brian? Nothing much, buddy. Just got back from the gym. Thanks for giving me that extra hour to get that gym done. I really want to get it out of the way. You know, feel much better now. You see, well, the second you told me that you had to go finish up the gym,
2: I know the way it is. So I'll, uh, I'll always uh, allow you to do whatever the heck you want when it comes to the gym. If you tell me, Jeff, I got to get a five-hour workout, I'll be like, dude, go ahead, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's actually a form of meditation. Like I said before, I love doing legs especially because legs really separate the men from the boys. And, um, you know, it's a highly anabolic activity. Jeff, you just mentioned doing arms. You know, it's funny. I think a recent study came out showing that if you do arms, even a few sets, after you do legs, you get a better response. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably has something to do with the anabolic cascade that, you know, stimulating that much muscle tissue, muscle mass in the body probably upregulates, I would imagine, systemic uh, growth factors, right, which would probably would help the arms as an example, you know. Sure. Because, you know, I mean, like number
2: one, you get to handle a lot more, you know, a lot more weight than what you would normally do with the legs. And number two, I think, uh, you know, training arms after that forces you to, uh, you know, again, focus on your form and, and, and really make that mind muscle connection as opposed to just going in there. If you're not used to, you know, learning how to flex both heads of your biceps, which is totally possible. If you put your arms into uh, you know a certain position, I I could definitely see how you know stimulating a large muscle group would then cross over to a you know better anabolic response to a smaller one, sure.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, speaking of um, anabolic responses, I, I just saw a study come out. Maybe we should actually have Dana comment on it. Dana's been great. Dr. Hauser, who's like the resident guru on my threads here, has been very, um, what's the word, just very generous with his time as far as contributing a lot of science. And I really want to thank him and encourage you guys to click on his link on the bottom of his um, of his profile there and like his Facebook page. Again, he's Medical Muscle, and the guy really does a lot of stuff. We had a phenomenal show last week on on curcumin. A lot people responded to it Jeff as you know and Dana gave us some great insights as well too it was a really good show I want to thank you all for contributing on on the forum that was really good and please by all means you know keep the I mean Jeff and I both have been overwhelmed recently with the amount of positive responses we got Jeff's getting people in the gym stopping them and stuff saying how much I like the show and everything right Jeff you said someone gave you a, a thumbs up in the gym this guy
2: is a wrestler that I met earlier in the year and uh, his name is Rex Lawless and let me tell you something this guy he walks in trains by himself he's always focused uh, I mean the guy looks a little bit intimidating but you know he's, he's probably about 6'2 or 6'3 <laughs> and uh, you know I mean the guy just is all about lifting he's all about training and he came up to me today and he's like hey man I was listening to quantum physics I love that show it motivates me
1: so That's you know Rex cool. if you're out there this is for you buddy <laughs> Yeah, really, exactly. So, you know, keep the support coming. We definitely appreciate that. And, uh, you know, Jeff, just a quick point about um, last week's show. You actually had a question that I thought was really uh, apropos, is that, um, you know, this curcumin, like CoQ10, like um, that other kind of CoQ10, adibinone, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but adibinone is actually a better form of CoQ10. I use that myself personally. I think when the heart goes into cardiac arrest... Uh, or ischemia, you can actually, CoQ10 can actually become pro-oxidative, but ebdenone actually is always going to be an antioxidant. And so I think it has better all around properties. And uh, all these things though, just so you know, the the curcumin and the CoQ10 and the ebdenone are fat soluble, Jeff. So that's why I'm always putting fat in my smoothies to facilitate absorption. You're right. You can't have curcumin without fat. I think you won't get as good bioavailability
2: right right um, just so everyone knows this was a question that I had sent to uh, Brian earlier before we started the show I was checking out a YouTube video and um, you know the guy was talking about how it's you know definitely gonna be more beneficial to put a lipid in whatever compound yeah. that you uh, you know take the take the turmeric with but let me ask you a question What what kind of sources of fat
1: do you put into your smoothie well again raw eggs so the oaks right there are, are very, uh, especially the cage-free omega-3 fats, of course, so they're probably a healthier type of fat. And coconut oil, that's two my, my two big things right there, are like uh, coconut oil. Um, I guess I use hemp milk and almond milk, which probably have some naturally occurring fats in them as well. And I think the fatty acid profile of hemp and almond um, and coconut milks are all pretty healthy. They're healthier than rice milk. You don't want to use grain milk. So oat milk and rice milk, I would stay away from those types of milks and go more for the nut milks because they tend to have healthier fats, Jeff. But between those milks and the egg yolks, I'm getting plenty of fat in my, um, in my smoothies.
2: You know, the almond milk is like really tasty too. So that's, it's, you know, it's interesting that you put it in there. When you combine that with the banana, it's, it's pretty freaking good, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I made a smoothie, dude, uh, smoothies, just so you know, for me, it's the best way of jamming a lot of nutrient-dense foods. I don't want to cook this stuff and I don't want to be eating a salad with this stuff because honestly, it's voluminous, the amount of stuff you got to put into a salad to make a healthy meal and then you got to chew it all. It it just takes too much time. But you know, like Dana said... Having a few nuts, so if you get the mastication going, mastication of course means the digestive process beginning in your mouth with chewing. If you trigger that, you get the GI tract going with digestive juices or enzymes. The smoothie then will be much more, I guess, absorbed, and it's just a great easy way to jam your body full of nutrients. And like we said before, Jeff, on the uh, on the show on the forum here, I'm jamming five grams of curcumin now. Again, the reason why I'm doing five grams of smoothie twice a day, it's ten grams, Jeff, is because it has very poor bioavailability, and you need to have probably ten grams to get maybe between 500 and 1,000 milligrams actually inside your, your bloodstream.
2: Wow. You see, and uh, just so everyone knows, even though Brian made it very clear last week, I did something stupid today and I tried to go to my local uh, store and and look for uh, a little curcumin and (laughs) turmeric and I didn't find any. And and that's because Brian advised that you will not find it there. But I was so (laughs) intent on getting this after I read Dana talking about, you know, well, hey, I do put it on my meat. So I was going to try some sort of chicken concoction, but I guess I'm going to have to go to my local local spice shop if I find one in this
1: area. It's funny because Dana was like, he, so he picked you up there. he was like Jeff I, I jam my he said like something like I, I soak my steak in curcumin or turmeric he was saying basically so obviously he's aware of this and he's on top of that and um, like I said the science behind this is really probably the most important nutrient next to like tarostal bean and resveratrol which are really good in their own regard um, and then other things too. This is one of like those anti-aging, like magical, really literally magical for what it can do in the body. And I think for athletes, especially guys that want to push the boundaries on one end and want to compensate so you don't get any negative side effects on the other side, of course, this is one of those must have nutrients, Jeff, that you really can't afford to be without, you know? And that's
2: why I was so desperate to get it. But, you know, I guess next week I'll uh, give a full report. I'm going to douse it in not only uh, meat and, and uh, chicken and fish, but I'm I'm, I'm going to throw it in, uh, you know, my uh, protein shakes. And uh, maybe I'll put it on some chocolate and see how that goes. Yeah,
1: yeah right. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yo, yeah, really healthy, right? <laughs> Oh my God. But, uh, you know, I made a smoothie with some mint leaves, some kale, um, a piece of a banana, some blueberries, hemp milk. and, uh, And I gave it to my brother and he was like, this is, and my brother's a regular guy. He was like, this is off the hook delicious. He goes, you have to give me the recipe. So this is really easy. This is stuff you guys can tell your family about too. Again, everything that we do, as you know, Jeff, it applies to everybody around us. All of our loved ones are trying to lose weight and look good and gain muscle. Of course, maybe not to the degree we are, but in a sense, we all know now muscle is metabolic currency, it really is the fountain of youth. And losing fat is also an anti-aging, anti-disease strategy that we all want our parents and our loved ones to have. So you know showing them this stuff and giving them some smoothies to taste, I think, Jeff, is a great way to help people around us and kind of spread the news that, look, you can actually have a smoothie that is delicious and also extremely nutrient-dense sure you know and
2: just like with anything and, and this also includes uh, going to the gym and lifting weights just because you start eating these uh, you know these uh, sources of like nutrients that can be beneficial to you doesn't mean that you are going to become some sort of uh, you know quack and that you're only going to eat these types of foods you know we're not saying to like eliminate everything in your diet and you know if you go to the gym just like the old uh, I guess wife's tale is that if you lift weights and you're a female you're going to be muscle bound I-, I wish it was that easy Brian <laughs> yeah, but right. it's not so you know uh, at, at At least try something once before you judge it and don't think that it's going to lead to a life of, uh, you know, living in the hills as a monk.
1: Yeah, well, obviously we got some hardcore people out there listening because on the thread, Dana was posting about not only garlic, but onion juice having a pro-testosterone effect, right? And there were guys who were like, you know what, I'll try the onion juice, I'll let you know what happens, (laughs) and this is beyond me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I don't think I'm gonna go the onion route. Just just I mean, you know, I like onions. I have nothing against them. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that I'm gonna be uh sucking down cloves like the you know you know what? When 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 like I did the garlic thing, that was a little less intimidating because I figured that there was something I could do with it. I don't know if there's much you could do with the the onion because I think
1: if you over
2: cook it, it starts to caramelize actually and then you're getting those uh you know, you're getting those uh bad things that you don't wanna put in your body, so
1: you probably get nutrient degradation too because heat definitely right. uh, destroys nutrients, without a doubt. You know. Yeah. So but, I don't
2: uh, think I'd be sucking down onions
1: yeah no I don't think I will be either you know Jeff just quickly another superfood maybe not as good as curcumin again some of these spices are really good but uh, another superfood that without a doubt is on everybody's top 10 list that I see ev- all around is kale I mean kale is probably the most nutrient dense green food you can have um, maybe spirulina or one of those blue green algae things or more, maybe more I'm not really sure about that but in, in mainstream health professionals like Andrew Weil and Gary Null as an example and some other ones they're all just touting how beneficial kale is and honestly I can't stand kale. I mean, it really, it's such a very, um, it's a very fibrous type of green. It is not very palatable, put it that way, unless you steam it or cook it, I guess. But in a smoothie, buddy, it's amazing how easy it is to, again, assimilate and drink, you know?
2: Yeah, you see, I, I, I think that when you, do things in isolation. I, I, I just like when you, you know, again, if you go to the gym, you only train one body part every single day. It's uh, you know the same thing with these foods. You don't you don't want to put one thing in there. Uh, that's why even though you know the onions may be beneficial, you never know. Maybe maybe a slice or two might be pretty good in like one of these shakes. As crazy as that sounds, because if you're saying that kale doesn't really appeal to you by itself, and yet you're throwing it into the shake and it's and it's palatable for you, then maybe this is an alternative that people can try for the onion thing too.
1: Yeah, it may be a good thing, actually, to consider. Uh, Another thing, too, to consider that I've never done, but a lot of my friends have, is avocado, too. I mean, I've never made an avocado smoothie, but apparently it blends pretty well. And, um, you know, I'm not sure how nutrient-dense avocados are. I know they're a good source of healthy fats, but it may be something for someone to look up. Or maybe someone wants to chime in on the thread and let us know uh, if they have anything to contribute. I'm sure Dana, of course, will chime in with, like, a whole scientific fact sheet on how avocados are really good for us and everything. Oh, sure. Look, I mean, look, nope. you know, as
2: as as bodybuilders and gym rats, people will do anything. And, you know, there's a there's a, a strong man out there who I really like, uh, Derek Poundstone, who uh, actually uh, routinely has these things called chicken shakes, where he basically takes a, a chicken breast and he throws it into a blender. Ryan. Oh, my God. And he will. Yes. And he will down it for the protein. And, you know. Uh, you really can't argue too much because he is getting the protein in there and, uh, it is a really quick way to get, uh, you know, a, a nice amount of protein in your system yeah. quickly without having to eat. And, uh, you know, for his size and for what he's lifting, okay, this, this actually is beneficial for him. So I wouldn't put it past anyone to, uh, To, like, throw whatever they can in the blender to get it down, including (laughs) an avocado.
1: (laughs) You know, I I got a friend who was a a state wrestling champion, and he was a pretty big guy. I mean, he wasn't really a bodybuilder, but he was, like, 220 and, you know, very strong. And he told me when he was wrestling as state champion, he would do the same thing. He'd put chicken in a blender and drink it. So I got to wonder if that's, like, a secret for guys who want to get more protein and just can't eat. Because, you know, as you know, one of the problems we all face is guys that want to put on muscle is it's hard to eat enough food. It really is.
2: Yeah, that's that's why I became addicted to shakes because because it's so easy and uh, you know it's 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 not time consuming. You don't have to sit down with like a fork and a knife and spend thirty minutes uh, you know consuming something because which is which is a good thing if you do it socially. I'm not like against that. I'm not like a total you know uh, uh, hermit. But you know you know when it comes to doing it functionally, when you want to put on muscle, I think you need to be a little bit creative with how you get your you know how you get your protein. I mean, what I what I used to do when I was going out with a, you know a few of my friends uh, last year and the year before is I would down a protein shake uh, about a half an hour before we went to go eat. Now, everyone's like, well, how do you manage to eat the food after that? Well, because I'm not going to put as much fluid as I would if I was going to have the shake between meals and have and have a lot of protein. Like I'm talking maybe 25 grams, 50 grams even of protein only in about six ounces of liquid. And the only way you're going to get away with that is if you use an isolate. You try to do that with a concentrate, you know, good luck. It's like, uh, it's like trying to suck down cottage cheese. But yeah, yeah. you know, these these are these are ways that like, you know, bodybuilders, strongmen, and and even people who just want to put on some more muscle, that's how they that's what they do to get more protein in their system without having to waste time.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good point. You know, a couple of things I want to ask you, because you are a big fan of Scott Conley, Dr. Scott Conley, and he's been on, the, sure. on Dave's show quite a bit. So you've probably heard him more than I have. I know he mentioned there's a certain criteria he had where what was, I think it was like a minimum of 20 grams per meal to trigger um, anab- anabolism, right? And, and a minimum or maximum of like 35 grams of carbs to keep insulin low. Is that, was, that the, was that the magic numbers he was mentioning? You I'm not really that? sure. I'm I'm not too
2: sure about the carb uh, mentioning. You know, with the 35 grams. I know. Okay. I know. All right. Th- here's 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 what I know. He said in terms of percentages. Okay. He said if you want to induce the anabolic effect, which will also help you, you know, burn a little bit of fat at at, at the same time, you want to get your protein to at least 35 percent. Okay, 35 percent in total with the other macronutrients, fat, fats and carbohydrates. Now most Americans, okay. he said, basically have a 15 percent. Protein intake, which is incredibly low, but it makes sense because of everyone eating cereal in the morning, and then in the afternoon they'll have their their uh, their bread for for lunch, and then at night they'll have you know pasta, rice, or whatever other carb that they have, and then at night you know they're gonna have another ice cream snack. I mean, this is the average American diet. Let's face it. I mean, you and I are pretty much anomalies in the American uh, you know uh, population out there in the way that we think and the way that we eat. Now, you might have confused the 35 percent protein with he 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 also said that. 20 grams of protein from 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 a from a whey source okay whether it be concentrate oh, okay. isolate or whatever 20 grams of protein is is the most that the body can assimilate in terms of building muscle and stimulating mTOR okay which is you know again is a downstream effect which is inherent in muscles which will help build uh, new muscle tissue and there is a there is a 3 hour time period that it stays in your system so if you consume let's say 35 grams, 45 grams in one sitting, um, the majority of that will be oxidized, okay? But okay. 20 grams will get into your system to stimulate that one mTOR muscle building um, factory that like goes on. So he says the best way to build muscle is by doing it by the clock. You take 20 grams of whey protein, you do it every three hours as, wow. as, as like a pulse dose. Yeah, okay? yeah, sure if you 're serious and and like let 's say you 're getting ready for like a contest, yes, this means getting up in the middle of the night, eating around the clock, okay, no kidding, and so right now, when you eat food that that actual protein assimilation takes a lot longer i I, I think he was saying for steak it 's eight grams per hour, so wow, I mean if okay. you sit down and you have like a fifty grams you know uh, steak there, you know you 're talking it 's going to clear your body in in, in several hours, so yeah. the best way. To, you know, have, have a diet where, you, where you want to keep that nitrogen level high and you want to have a nice, you know, protein surge for 24 hours, you intersperse shakes in between your meals, which is what I try to do, even though I'm mostly taking in shakes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And now what's the difference then between... I'm kind of curious because protein is a really big hot topic, of course, as you know, Jeff. And I do think a lot of us consume copious quantities, probably superfluous quantities of protein, because once you stimulate or load up, I guess, your body's ability to absorb or, I guess, you know, incorporate uh, the amino acids... Basically, the rest of it gets oxidized, which is another way of saying excrete it, erase it, because protein is hard to convert to fat, but you piss it out, I guess, as uh, as ammonia or something like that, I guess, right, or as nitrogen or something like that. So um, it seems like maybe the idea that most of us are taking too much protein may be something to look at, huh? Well, also, you know,
2: depending on what kind of diet you're following, if you're if you're, for example, on like a ketogenic diet, then you know, uh, you know that that like protein won't be converted to uh, fat; it won't be pissed out. It might be used for other things because you know when you have gluconeogenesis in like full oh, effect, yeah. okay. where you know, you know, you have that constant you know cycle happening, then maybe it might be beneficial. Now, if you're eating <coughs> a lot of carbohydrates and then you try to throw the protein in there, of course, it's going to get stored. You know what I mean? I mean it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's uh or, or or wasted, I should say. But you know, you know, ox- oxidation also means that, it, that, it's, that it's going going to do other things I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be converted into urea right
1: yeah yeah that's true but so. uh, interesting about uh, using the way isolate in particular not to concentrate I guess though right well, I mean, only only
2: because the the uh, whey isolate, you know, for me personally, doesn't give me any kind of uh, problems because it's pretty much devoid of, uh, of, of lactose. Yeah, lactose, well well, sure. well, 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 of lactose and also fat. And so, you know, he, he, he recommends a concentrate. You know, it doesn't really matter what kind of whey protein source, whether it's concentrate, isolate, or hydrosolite. But um, just for me personally, I, I see a better effect with a uh, cold filtered whey isolate because that also has the highest concentration of leucine, which uh, Dr. Connolly also believes is the, uh, the most effective branched-chain amino acid out there.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny, actually? We got to do a show on, on, um, on amino acids because I was just reading about alanine, not beta-alanine, but believe it or not, the one that goes even above leucine, I think is al- alanine is what the brain use, uses to read whether or not it needs to start oxidizing BCAAs as energy. So I think what I was reading here, and I got to go back and do this, and we'll have to do a show on it, Jeff, is that if you keep alanine levels high, you actually keep the brain realizing that it's okay and it retains or something very positive for bodybuilders but to keep it alanine high so alanine glycine and taurine also in particular with leucine are some key amino acids that people haven't really been given a lot of, of look look looking to until recently i guess because beta alanine has been the big one but i think alanine might be the unsung hero and maybe we'll get dana hauser to contribute on that one as well on an upcoming show yeah sure uh-huh.
2: listen uh hey Dana man i, I you know whenever whenever I eat something from Dana, I always learn something new, which is cool, and then it helps me uh, go to Google, which is my of
1: course resource uh, of uh,
2: research and uh, you know just uh, confirm everything he says as well as you but um, yeah. that's 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 like the one thing you know'm uh, just just because one one amino acid is 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 like doing something for you again it 's the whole cascade put together, not in isolation but you know the whole the whole uh, package of the different percentages of protein put together is what's beneficial. So that's uh, another thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, great point. Jeff, we want to take a quick break here now and uh, when we come back, we're going to discuss a new type of pornography that most people are probably really into but don't realize it actually. (laughs) So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss this. Once again, this is Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham and stay tuned we right back after this break.
0: Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind Body and spirit. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free T-shirt and bag. Buy two. worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Sister Nino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. GEAR is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. GEAR utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, GEAR is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with GEAR. This is IFBB Pro Michael Luritorian from Team gear, Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18th, 2011. See you there. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance winningedgesleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Darling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it winningedgesleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is winningedgesleep.com visit them today Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel free. Fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated, revolutionary breakthrough product packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread. Bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up-to-the-minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com.
1: Welcome back to Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we strive to build strength and power from mind, body, and spirit. I'm here with Jeff, the producer, and we're talking now, we're going to switch gears and talk about something that is pretty interesting, and it's kind of a common theme on Quantum Physiques, Jeff, as you know, and it's not really in the literal sense, but there is this new pornography that's been out there, and I saw it in this movie called Final Destination 5 this weekend. I saw two movies this weekend, one... Um, was about Bosnia. I, I, actually, i will mentioned that on another show, but this one, Final Destination, is a big one, Jeff. As you know, it's been all the theaters, it's in 3D, and there's definitely this pornography of death that is, um, that is pervasive in society. We're actually fascinated by death in some ways. Now, of course, Jeff, as you know, on this show, I refer to death in a different way in a sense that You know, as the great teachers, like, say, Jesus has said, um, I am in this world of the living or whatever you want to call it, but not really of it, meaning I'm of another world. Or he even said, let the dead bury the dead, as an example, too, referring to the fact that, you know, maybe people in this world are actually the walking dead. And it's only by becoming present and waking up right into Christ consciousness that you actually can become alive. So this fascination with death I think Jeff is really interesting to me, and um, it's in so many movies. I mean, we're just discussing how the uh, the gladiators, right? People love to watch other people die. They love watching, you know, this like this termination of people, right?
2: Yeah, I I, it's 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 interesting. I I have so many thoughts at once that you know, just based on what you just said now, but. To to uh, put it you know in like a perspective that I can kind of uh, you know understand, I say to myself it's like when 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 someone tells you look, uh, even though you don't know what's what's past that door, if you go through that door, you are never coming back into this room. Like that's it. That is the end. So when you see other people kind of open up the door and they look into it, and you have no idea if they're gonna go in and you don't know if they're ever going to come back out, and you don't know if they're just going to say screw it and jump into the door. People, people want to see others do what they won't do because of curiosity. So when you yeah. talk about gladiators and they, you know, and they see this arena, you know, it's pretty much two guys. One of them will never be seen on this earth again. They yeah. are going to a place that no one living will ever see if there is anything past that place. And that is where I think the fascination comes from. Like, oh, my God, you know, this is a person is pushing himself so so close to death. And, like, I, you know, I don't want to die because I don't know what's there. But this guy is willing to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you know, I was just thinking, buddy, um, I used to race motocross, and I was an avid snowboarder. And there's this, when you're going really fast, just so you know, when you're kind of in the moment and you're really wired, like, literally, I'm talking like, if you have anybody has ridden motorcycles or race motorcycles or even ridden mountain bikes, you know when you're going fast and you're kind of skating over the ground and gravity is just holding you down enough so you don't... F- fall, it's almost like a form of controlled crashing in a sense, you know, you're actually surfing the edge of chaos. And what I want to say is that metaphorically speaking, you're kind of surfing the edge between life and death. The reason why extreme sports are so intense and exciting is because you are skirting the edge of death. And in a sense, because of that, you're extremely present. You're very focused when you're going 50, 60 miles an hour over a jump and you're like clearing like 60, 70 feet. Trust me, you have to be extremely focused and present. Otherwise you're going to die. Literally, you know what I mean? So wow. there is this sense of, I, 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 it's the same thing. Listen, buddy, when I'm doing like you know 275 or whatever, and a stiff like a deadlift, and I got a bad back, right? I have to be <laughs> intensely, no, because I know one wrong move, and I'm going to tear the, you know, all that fascia in my lower back if I'm not careful. So I have to be very sure that I articulate my joints properly. I get my hips out, right? I have my knees bent at a certain angle. It's intensely focused, and yet it feels you know, so alive in a sense also because you're doing something that normally you can't really do. You know what I mean? Like 275 is not a normal weight for the human body to do unless you're like training for many years, of course, you know? Can you relate to that?
2: Oh, totally. I mean, and, and and like this is also something that, that you know, uh, you, everyone knows if you push your body to that extent for years and years and years, you're eventually not going to be able to ever even even walk normal without, you know, without, without <laughs> use of a cane. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, look at any power lifter who's been doing it for years in the 80s. And I'm talking about people who are worth their weight. I'm, you know, I'm talking about record breakers. They will tell you the same thing. It's like, man, I can't believe I did that crap. Okay, I mean, I know I know people who squat seven hundred pounds now, and I'm like, all right, look, you know, this is something that you could be doing, you know, for like a couple of years. Don't push it. Ronnie Coleman Coleman proved that he's not invincible. Okay, he had to stop lifting the way he trained. I mean, he he had all types of like back problems. I mean, he was training through a back problem from the way he was training for years. Wow. So you know, the body is just not made to do these things. I but you know, it's 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 interesting. You bring up like motocross and, 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 and and like going so fast, you feel like you're floating. I think the difference between lifting weights and putting yourself in a compromised position and doing the motocross and going as fast as you're going, and are just like feeling like you know the, you're 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 floating. You get a a prolonged sense of euphoria when you're on that bike. That's why you know that's that's why you kept doing it because you're like, oh my god, this is an amazing rush. And you know eventually yeah. it's gonna stop, but you you don't go far enough where you're gonna kill yourself because you want that rush again. Where, the, you know, the gym, you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I am, <laughs> I am going to do this, but I know that when I'm done, I'm going to visually see the benefit. There's no, there's no visual benefit when you're like experiencing what, what you used to experience when you were doing uh, all this fast cycling. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there's trophies and you know, there's money and stuff. But yeah, and and there are there are biker chicks that like guys that race motorcycles as well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, not not every girl likes a big muscular, uh, you know, uh, incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? A lot of women like different physiques. So trust me, there was definitely benefits for any. I mean, any type of athlete. I'm sure that guy um, who does both the skateboarding and the snowboarding is like a skinny little redheaded guy. I bet you he gets tons of women because of the fact that he's like this Olympic athlete. You know what I mean? He's not a very good-looking oh, sure. guy. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I
2: guess, I guess, I guess what I meant was is that although although the feeling in the gym is definitely euphoric, I think that um, I think that most people see this like you know like immediate benefit they can you know they can carry around with them. You yeah. get you get to tell stories, okay. But then if you walk around and you're and you're bulging out of your shirt, that tells a story in itself.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Without a doubt. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. That's a good point. You know, and yeah. the whole key about this conversation on death actually is just that um there's a book that I want to recommend everyone check out. It's called Black Elk Speaks. He was one of the sole survivors of Custer's Last Stand that lived until I think the late 1800s, and he actually wrote a book about his life. He was a medicine man for the Aglala Sioux Nation. I was really big into Native American history, and this book it was pretty amazing because they would ride into battle with bows and arrows, Jeff, against guys with with you know with 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 uh, with guns, with machine guns, the Gatling gun and stuff, you know, and the bullets were whizzing by. And you know what their their battle cry was? They said, hokahe, hokahe, which means today is a good day to die. Wow. That's that's fucking powerful, man, you know? So my whole point is that, you know, maybe – what really defines life is death. You know, if you think about it, really, I think that the reason why gladiators and us even in the gym, because we're emulating that, the reason why it's such a a respectful or an honored, uh, I guess, you know, calling is because we're willing to step up, right? The reason why men who go to war are are war heroes because they're willing to step up and consciously take that risk of potentially dying, as an example, right? And again, this goes back to all the great teachers. Eckhart Tolle, as I said before, has said the secret to life is to die before you die and to realize death is an illusion you know and then Christ again and the Buddha have all said these this prolific with responses about how death is an illusion and how you can go through this matrix and transcend it in a sense and so it's really all about that you know I mean uh, again Jeff this is one thing I want to reiterate to everybody and again it's in so many Hollywood movies Final Destination being just one more of many movies that kind of highlight this issue
2: <laughs> final destination I, I, a, 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 a friend of mine a few years ago said hey you know you should, you should you should watch this movie it's really cool it's about people going on roller coasters and then dying and I'm like what <laughs> and, then, and then like and then I watched this absurd scene where I I, I I forgot but it was it was it was a really freak accident and you know I, I I said to myself you know like maybe maybe like someone puts like a cup of water on top of their computer and then like you know you walk away and you come back and you don't realize that like you know the thing is like spilling into your monitor and then the next thing you know the monitor it blows up in your face and you're dead. And, yeah. uh, and like, you know, there, there, there is something to be said for movies like that,
1: movies like Faces of Death. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Spike and, uh, TV has a thousand more oh ways to die or something. Yeah. Really? Oh, I oh, didn't yeah. even know about that. Yeah, there's definitely a fascination with death. I think that, you know, again, you know, as an organism, just so you know, we're not, we didn't evolve to be afraid of death because death is the absence of life. So that wouldn't have been passed on to us genetically, right? What we evolved to be afraid of was the pain associated with death because the last thing you feel before you die is pain. So, of course, the organism could evolve then to, to I guess, to want to avoid or withstand pain. So the one thing most of us are afraid of isn't death. That's why people commit suicide. It's not because they're afraid of dying, it's actually the pain associated with living that is the worst part right i mean think about it people you see these movies are all like put me out of my misery please shoot me somebody because there is yeah. so much goddamn pain that they actually want to end it so it isn't so much death so much but it's the way people die i guess in a sense or the amount of pain involved that really i think freaks most of us out you know
2: that's uh, interesting you know the the it's it's not death it's the fear of pain that's uh oh, that's, that's a pretty doubt. uh pretty profound statement
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for most of us, it's the fear of of guys, especially, puppy. it's emotional pain. I mean, how many guys, you know, this is kind of funny and this is a very personal thing. This should be another topic, buddy. We should have a a show on things we shouldn't talk about, right? So there's a lot of things that as people on radio, we have to kind of avoid. And I really want to get into that because I'm like, screw that. You know, we should be able to talk about everything because you know what? I'm a pathetic little cockroach trapped in the body of a human being like everybody else is. I'm not ashamed of who I am. And so we should be able to talk about this stuff because we all have these criminal thoughts. We all do stupid things in our life. And so we need to dedicate a show to that. But like one thing I want to admit, confess here to you, Jeff, and to the audience here is that, you know, when I've had these breakthroughs, when I've done my walking meditations and I really recommend everybody try for me what was better is walking meditation versus sitting because when i sit it's so hard to calm my mind and focus but when i'm in the woods and i'm walking i could sync up with the vibration of the forest much easier and i could let go of my thinking mind and i could have that experience that that i call transcending or satori whatever you want to call it christ consciousness if you're a christian you might call it that but um My point is, though, Jeff, is that—and this is a very personal confession—the emotion I felt before I had that breakthrough, buddy, was always an intense sobbing. There was an intense emotional release that was—I can only describe it as just a guttural. It came from my gut, and it was so Mm. deep and so intense— and you know, for, for years, I asked my, my teacher who helped me to, I guess, reach these levels, You know, why do I cry so much? He goes, you'll have to get that answer for yourself. Again, he's the best teacher because he never gave me answers. He always pointed me back inside myself. And what I came to realize, and this is one thing I always say, is that the only way out is in. The only way out of your problems is to go inside yourself. Because as we all know, no matter how many victories you accomplish out there in the real world, there's always going to be one more challenge. Someone's always going to come and kick your ass. Some thing is right Achilles heel so the only way out of your problems is to go inside yourself so Jeff my answer for why I sobbed uh, I'll I'll use another another line from a poet is this Rumi guy who was a mystic he was a Sufi mystic and he said when the shell of my heart breaks open tears will flow and they will be called the pearls of God so that gave (laughs) me a clue that probably what is inside all of us buddy is this toxic emotional um, putrid tank of like of crap you know seriously and when you start to detox and go down into the layers with with, again practicing consciousness or, or, or meditation as you go deeper and start peeling back the layers of the onion in a sense right what you're going to encounter Is this intense amount of emotions that we store inside all of us? Actually, you know, again, the word disease means you're not at ease. So if you are in some way uneasy with yourself, and again, it's the energy, the flow of emotional energy through you. If you have a block, that's going to manifest as disease. So I think what happened, buddy, to me is just a natural response that when you start detoxing emotionally, and this is for men too, which is you know, again, a thing hard to to admit. you, You you will just sob intensely, but after that, what happens is this. The, Jeff, the crystal clear clarity that you experienced after that, it, again, all I can say is in, in my mind, it was transcending the matrix, cracking through the fabric of space and time, and experiencing something that was just, you can't even put it in words. You know, I, mean, I hearken back to Lao Tzu, Buddha, and Jesus, who really did a great job of putting it in words. But it's something I, ho- I hope everybody does experience in their life.
2: No I I you know it, it just just like uh you know interpreting again in my head when 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 you're speaking uh the the immediate thought that I got was you know all of us have uh, the yeah, let's, let's 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 like face it every single one of us me you uh we have these shells that we like to show other people like after we get oh, off you know this uh, you know doing this radio show depending on what environment that we're put in we're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to put on a certain mask okay and oh, that's, and, that's and Carl Young gonna, right there that's Carl yeah. Young buddy masks of persona you know. go ahead and we're and we're and we're basically going to say, you know what? Uh, given this situation, this is the person that I, that I'm that I'm that I'm going to become. And then we will put in another in another situation. And if you spend enough time with someone who you really care about, who you love, your companion, your wife, your boyfriend, whatever, you will you will eventually expose all of these different you know types of personalities yeah. or masks to them. And one day they're going to come to you and say, "Why do you act so different?" You know, yeah. whenever you're in whenever you're in this environment. And if you are honest with yourself, you are going to know that there's something that you're hiding even from this person. And the only yes. time it comes out is when you're talking to yourself, when you're in the bathroom, yeah, because everyone does it. I, you know, you're not crazy, okay? You look at yourself and you're like, "What the fuck?" Or you look at yourself and say, "Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fucking cool." So, uh, you know, what, what, we, what, you're basically doing, I, I, think, you know, maybe like another piece of insight that I could give you, uh, when you're, when you're doing this meditation, and like you said, that you know, you have to feel the vibration of the forest, and like you know, you're, you're, you're you, you are doing your best to like just tune in with everything. All of a sudden, it goes back in. There's a lot of pent up shit there, man. All of us have it. Because yeah. we keep wearing these masks. And we and we keep pretending to be something that we're not because we're so afraid that we're not going to be accepted for who we who we really are. Oh my I god. I mean, it's the so most the amazing money. It, well, because that's 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 just how I feel. I, I've 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 like kind of kinda had these thoughts uh, you know, just just like over the years, you know, going through uh, different situations. And whenever I'm put in a situation where I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? And then eventually you say, Well, I did it because of this. And if you can admit that, that is where you begin to become the real person. And you don't care how you look to other people, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore because you, you know, you know one, one by one, you're just peeling back the mask, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, I yeah. think that that's probably what's going on. There, there, there's been so much crap that you've been through over the years and you had to put up this like mask. It just comes out when you're finally by yourself and you're trying to, uh, you know,
1: accept what this world is. Totally. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff and Brian are officially coming out of the closet. <laughs> we are exposing all of our, our emotional diarrhea right? <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Um, no, you're definitely right. I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of funny, and I'm not saying this is true, but I went to a chiropractor one time who does applied kinesiology, which basically is muscle testing, and she was highly recommended, highly respected, and what she had said to me was, um, you know, you have some issues in, in your in your body, of course, some health issues or whatever, uh, no, nothing significant, your knee injury, and she basically traced it back to a certain date and time. And she goes, you know, was this anything significant to you? And I said, well, you know, that's kind of a coincidence, I guess, because I don't believe what she was doing. But that's when my parents got divorced. And so what I'm starting to realize is that as children, we hold so much crap inside of us, man. You know, and so, as you said, we have layers of, of toxic emotions, really. And we go through life. And Jeff, as bodybuilders, one thing I said in the very first show is that the one thing that motivates a lot of us, if you think about it, is that in some way, who I am, I'm not good enough. So I got to go to the gym or I got to get, I mean, in a sense, really, we're motivated by society in some way telling us that you're not good enough, right? You don't make enough money. If, if you're a guy or if a girl, you're not beautiful enough. You need to get implants. Now you got to wear high heels and stretch your, your Achilles heel and risk tearing it. You need lipstick to fake how you look, basically. Um, you know, for guys now, of course, because of our of these guys, you don't look good enough. You're not masculine enough. How many times do I see guys take their shirt off on TV and I'm like, that guy doesn't even work out? I'm so judgmental. You know, it's like, but society, Together is is a, it, it, this is a very toxic society, and we all unfortunately are trapped in it. So we kind of got to play the game. But part of this show is really Jeff, as you know, is to try to help people realize it's just a game. It's a crock of shit. You know, all of us when you strip down down to the bone. You know, there's something else going on here that we all can kind of like, I guess, grab arms as brothers and sisters and realize, you know what? This is a big joke. And when it's all over in 70, 80 years, we're going to go back to, I guess, the, the higher level game, whatever you want to call that, you know? And so I'm not sure this makes sense. I'm trying to blend in a whole bunch of stuff here. I know, forgive me. But, it's again, it's kind of a wake-up call to the fact that being a human being means you're freaking insane and get over <laughs> it, you know? You don't need medication. It's just part of the insanity of humanity, really, really. You're in a robot that is designed to do really stupid things, right? Like get angry in traffic. How fucking nuts is that to get angry in traffic? What does it do for you? It just it makes you die faster.
2: You know? yeah, it's true. It's it's absolutely yeah. true, you know? It's a- just a- funny. A- you know, I, I, I think that, you know, everything really ties into what, well, at least at least one, one, one major aspect, okay, uh, you know, as to why do we do this crap to ourselves and why we get so angry and pissed off when, when no one else is listening, yeah. is that we are, we are so concerned about what the, the the majority of people think of us. Like, uh, you know, I went to the store before to go get my non turmeric because I'm a moron yeah. for going to Pathmark <laughs> to try to find it. And, um, you know, I, 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 I get to the register and... Um, there was, like, a group of, I guess, younger cashiers, and, you know, it was it was all, uh, you know, I guess that they were coming off of their shift, so, you know, they're all just kind of hanging out talking, and then the line that I got to was this older woman, and she was, you know, kind of, I, I don't know, I, I, I want to say, like, close to 50 or something like that. And uh, she was being really nice and patient with this other woman who was kind of fondling through all of her, you know, change, and she was trying to get her her ID card out, and you know, she had to pay with one of those food stamp cards or whatever. And she's you know she's talking to him, right? So now I come in there with my uh, spiked up hair and my uh, and my bodybuilder T-shirt, and you know, I got you know, I, I I had I had just gotten back from doing a workout, so everything is bulging out, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm very aware of this stuff because you know I'm just people make me aware because they're staring at me, yeah, so. She comes and she looks at me. She goes, oh, did you know that this is on sale? And, like, I looked down and I said, no, I didn't. And then, like, she, she, she rang it up and she was so excited that I, like, got this sale. And she made me yeah. excited. I said, holy crap. And she's like, you realize you say five bucks? I said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Now, everyone's staring at us, right? This, this woman was having such a good time with me. And she starts telling me, you know, no one gets it. I'm only here to make people happy. Oh my god! Just so out, of nowhere, yeah, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I looked at her. I said, "Guess what? You made me freaking ecstatic today." And she starts like laughing, and she says, "Thank you, thank you." Let me let me like tell you something. That is the secret. People want to be happy, and all those other five guys that were standing around looking at me like I had three heads on my, you know, three uh, eyes on my head, which I probably did because of the spikes. Um, yeah. Like like I treated that woman like a human being. Treat yeah. her like a you treat, they're all the same. Everyone's the same. Even, even the guy who cut me off, who I got pissed off at. I know yeah. that we're all exactly the same, man. We're all looking for the happiness. That's what we're looking for. That's, that's, that's what that woman wanted. She didn't, she could care less how I looked. Yeah. She, wanted, yeah. she wanted to make
1: me feel good that I saved five bucks. And she did. That's so funny. You know, there's a saying God is in the details. Um, you, I'm sure everyone's heard that one before. And then there's a, a famous philosopher called Nietzsche, whom I'm a big fan of, actually, who was also uh, a big nihilist or somebody who espoused the benefits of being aware of death. Actually, you know, he's pretty famous, uh, Nietzsche. But what he said was something to the effect of, um, "The greatest happiness is, is taken from the least." amount of things, something like that. In other words, Jeff, you know, a hot cup of coffee on a cold morning and you're watching the steam come out of the coffee, as an example, right? Or, um, you know, just tracing the line of, of your of your girlfriend or your boyfriend's face when you're like really appreciating them. You know, there's small details in life, right? That I think really help us all to be more present. It isn't winning the big trophy or getting the big promotion when you're like full of these chemicals of happiness in a sense, like adrenaline, and all that kind of stuff. It's actually more of those simple moments, right? Like, you know, watching snowfall when you can't go to work and you're stuck and you're watching like a snowstorm and you're just watching flakes of snow come down. And there's something about that. Like even that simple moment right there, that woman just lived to make you happy. And you were able to open up for that and appreciate it. You know, God is in the details. And really, another word for God is is being happy. Being happy, it's very powerful. You know, speaking of the whole idea of, of God being in the details, there's a famous tradition in Zen Buddhism called the tea ceremony. And what this is, is, um, it, you know, you sit down with somebody for a cup of tea. But part of this ritual, this ceremony, is that there's an intense amount of focus on the details. I mean, this thing is so highly detailed and so methodically done that the person has to be in a state of Zen presence to really be paying attention and do do the proper job, and you know a way of carrying this same motif into the gym. I think, buddy, is to make each rep count. I mean, like, I feel so good again when you're lifting heavy weights. Uh, You have to be careful. Each rep, you're so focused. You're so in tune with each muscle as as it's contracting. That really, in a sense, again, is practicing that sense of presence that the mind stops thinking, right? You're kind of going with the flow. That's the thing about motocross, going back to the beginning of of the show again, is that when when you were dialed in, when you were wired onto that track, it was literally like your motorcycle was wired on that track. You couldn't do any wrong. And I'm talking like you're skating across dirt, going sideways, hitting the gas, and people are watching, like, how does this guy stay up? Have you ever watched these guys, <laughs> like, you know, like, um, you know, I'm not sure who's racing now, Jeremy McGrath or whoever the hell it is, that's the top guys. But they are like they're like dancing over, over the dirt basically. And there's a sense of um, you know, just of like just being so present and so in tune with things, you can't help but be but be focused and be present. And I guess that would be one thing to 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 incorporate into the gym, of course, as we said before, is to be more present and less judgmental, the more tuned into your body versus tuned into everybody else around you and kind of losing a lot of the benefits of why you're there in the first place, you know?
2: Well, I'm 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 gonna uh, take one step backwards and be a little judgmental because of what you just said. Uh, the oh, other day, ahead. I'm at the gym and like I always see this. I I constantly see this and it fascinates me because every every set that I do and this includes the warm up set, okay, is important to me because. Uh, you know, th- th- there's there's like bodybuilders out there who don't necessarily hurt themselves lifting the heavy weights. They hurt themselves by pulling a bicep, moving a gigantic TV, or they or they yeah. hurt themselves <laughs> because they trip over a rock, or because God forbid they want to go bike riding with their um, with their son and then they trip and fall and all of a sudden, oh, pop goes the tricep tendon. Okay, yeah. and I see people in the gym. Uh, doing their sets, okay, and they're you know it looks like that they're doing a bicep curl, you know, you know whatever they got like ten pounds in their hands, and you know they look like they can handle a lot more, but yeah. doing the curls with ten pounds allows them to maintain a conversation with their buddy.
1: Oh yeah, you the And The before, only thing right. I can say yeah. to
2: myself, right, and, and 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 you know the only thing I can say to myself is what a fucking moron. And I'm not calling him a moron because he's talking to his friend. I'm glad he has a friend. I'm not calling him a moron because he's at the gym. I'm calling him a moron because. Here's his one opportunity to help himself, to help his body, to make himself feel good. And he takes the weight for granted. He's taking it for granted. It's like, you know, why pay for a gym membership if you're not going to do the motion the right way? I mean, why are you at the gym? So you could tell other people, hey, listen, I went to the gym today well yeah. big deal i mean you know for what i mean you know why why waste your time doing something that could benefit you and you put absolutely no thought into it i mean imagine if you were riding the bike you know you know you you're, you're flying you're doing what was like the average speed that you did when you got that feeling that you were floating
1: i mean well again even going around a corner doing 20 miles an hour where normally i mean trust me all the time you're pretty if you if you if you're in a good mood and you're really dialed in you're wired you're you're right. flying. No matter how fast you're going, you know. So the average speed is 35, 40 miles an hour, say.
2: All right. So 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 like so like let's say that you're like in that you know you're you're like in that state. Would you pull your cell phone out and start having a conversation with like yeah, you know you, your friend? You can't. You can't. Why? That's Why exactly? Why? How, no no no. But how come you can't? Because you would die. You crash. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? Okay. Which means, in order for you to make that phone call, you'd be going two miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Which means you wouldn't be in the mode where you feel like you're floating, which means you're not going to experience that state of euphoria, which means why the hell get on the bike in the first place. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So this
2: is that that makes me angry and it makes me angry because I wish I could talk to the guy and say, look, I can help you, man. You have no idea what you're missing. Talk about (laughs) your stocks and bonds and your car and your girl after the gym. You got so much more time to do this.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, you know, the, I used to be a trainer and those kind of people, I would just say, you know what? I don't need your money, please. I, I, and I really <laughs> didn't actually because I found it insulting to me because I really take the, our, our, our calling, this profession or whatever you want to call it, being in fitness. Again, it's something very sacred to me. It really is. And you know, for somebody to come in here and not respect their body or respect the fact that this is a chance for them to actually, you know, in a sense, detox from their day, from all the stress, you know what? Go back to your Doritos, go back to your couch. <laughs> And, you know, and, and, pay, and pay the consequences because you're not know, wasting my time. So I definitely agree with you, buddy, on that one. Brian, when,
2: for, for, for like the brief stint that I was a personal trainer, I used to turn people away. And, of, you know, of course, when you work for yeah. a gym, that's, that's, that's like a no-no. Okay, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the guy was getting pissed off at me. I said, listen to me very carefully. I said, let's say I take this person for 20 sessions, okay? And let's say that week number 10, okay, I see absolutely no benefit, no difference other people know that I'm training that person for 10 weeks. And if they see no difference and they see that person stagnating and they're still a fat pig and they're still huffing and puffing when they're doing like a one on the treadmill and they still have fat hanging off of their triceps, that's a reflection of me, not of their laziness. <laughs> yeah. So why would I want to take someone who's not even going to appreciate the stuff that I have to offer them?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, true. So
2: you know, when I see people squandering the gym, it, you know, it gets me angry. But I also wish that, you know, that like they would just take the time to ask someone who looks like something. Hey, man, am I doing this the right way? They don't even care. They're just there because they want to be able to say, hey, look, I went to the gym. Why? Because it makes them happy to say that, Brian.
1: Yeah, so true. So true. Hey, listen, Jeff, we're running out of time. You probably got to wrap it up here. Um, I want to thank you again for your time, Jeff, contributing to the great conversation once again. And uh, you know, there's a couple of quick announcements. If anybody wants to try uh, some stress and anxiety products, I'm giving out free samples, of course. You can always find me on the board or on uh, the Quantum Physics page on Facebook as well, and I'll give you a free sample. I'm also looking for some testers for my new deaspartic acid product. I want to get some logs going. So if you want to volunteer some time and uh, be a guinea pig for my new deaspartic acid product, definitely Uh, private message me over there on the board or get me on Facebook and I'll definitely hook you up with that so without further ado I'll say goodbye to the audience once again thanks for tuning in ladies and gentlemen this has been Quantum Physiques I'm your host Brian Cunningham stay tuned next week for another great show here on rxmuscle.com
0: Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success and you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on RxMuscle
1: dot com.